Hey, it's Joe Girard with the Sales Hero Podcast, where you're going to learn some cool stuff about psychology, influence, neuroscience, how to create those repeatable best practices and systems, and of course, building your bulletproof mindset. You can also find me on my blog at joegerard.ca and at saleshero.academy.com. Now, today we're going to be talking about expanding your business, getting customers that you didn't think you could get. We're going to focus on making sure you remember your one unique special superpower while at the same time expanding those capabilities. I'm going to give you some steps on how you can do that. It's also a blog post, so have fun. Check out that link as well for more content. Now, remember, it's all about keeping things simple, having fun, and just getting back to helping more people buy from you. And I think it's awesome that you're here and willing to do the hard work on improving yourself to make an impact for others. So let's get started. Hey, today we're going to talk about how to go and find some new customers that you didn't think you could get. This is a, an interesting topic. It's something that I uh, was having a conversation with some clients this week. Well, potential clients. And, and the question that came up was, you don't have experience in our specific industry. Can you still help us? And so through that conversation, absolutely, we can help them. And, and we looked at how does that work and and now, yeah, they're clients. So we started together working on Monday. And so I thought, you know, this happens quite a bit in, in what I do. And so I'm going to share today a little bit of some of the stories and uh, my background and, and with my business and how I've seen some really cool opportunities start to pop up because we opened up the doors to these sort of new markets. Now, the, the key to this is that we want to still maintain our niche focus, our, our, sing, our single focus on something that we're the best at, but how that applies to new markets, new customers, and how to actually go about that. So I'm going to share with you sort of how that works and some steps that you can follow. And this is something that I just absolutely love doing. When I see people, you know, open up the doors to new customers and get rid of that scarcity mentality, it's a beautiful thing. So that's what we're going to go through. And so the big question that I, that I want to ask right off the bat is, is ask yourself, you know, if you're ever shy away from projects or clients because you lack the expertise or it's, it's something that you're not familiar with. And so think about that. Are, are there projects out there that you thought, hey, you know, I could probably help them, but it's not really my thing, right? Or it's not, or it's not something I have experience with. Um, I know that with my skills, I could do something, but you know, it's, it's not, I've never been in that industry before. And so that's the question. So the, the biggest thing that I would say here is that the best opportunities for you come from projects where you also have to learn, where you get to be excited in some new areas, as long as you're still focused on the things that you're the best at. And again, I'm not talking about stuff that, that you can't do, but rather things that you haven't done. I hope that differentiation makes sense. It is not about what you can't do, but stuff that you haven't done before. And there's a big difference. And so what we're going to look at is how, you know, where those potential opportunities are, how to go after them, and more importantly, how to sort of shift your thinking to become a little bit more adventurous, right? So we've got to get rid of that scarcity mentality. Um, and so for me, this last year has been great. I've taken on a number of new clients and in industries that I wasn't really familiar with, but we've had some really cool successes. And so I'm going to share with you how to expand this, how to get those customers. Um, and what I wanted to do is just really tell you that this is common and you can totally take control of this. So the first thing I would say is make sure that you do know what your specialized skill is and, and make sure that you know where you do make an impact for your customers. Um, and so as, the big lesson for me is as I've grown my consulting business, uh, it was I needed to make sure that I was specific on the thing that I offered, the skill that I had. So to ensure that everyone knew what I actually did. 
And so when I started out, you know, for me, I was, I was afraid that if I went, if, if I wasn't, um, you know, that if I went specialized, if I was too focused, um, then I would eliminate other opportunities for my business. But the opposite is actually true because when you don't know specifically what you do, how can you expect other people to know what to buy? Does that make sense? Like if, if I don't know what it is that I do and I go out there and just tell a bunch of people, oh, I'm just doing a bunch of stuff. They're going to go, okay, great. When I need a bunch of stuff, I'll call you. And then you don't get the phone calls. And so that was the challenge that I found as I started my business. And so when people ask me, what do you do? I would tell them I did consulting. They'd say, what kind of consulting? And I'd say, well, you know, I do a bit of everything. I do leadership, mindset, sales, blah, blah, blah. And I would just start to say all of these things. And they would just kind of smile and sometimes their eyes would glaze over and, and it would never register for them how to work with me or if they knew somebody that would buy from me. And so I just kept going around telling people these same stupid things. And so the problem is, is that if you try and be all things to all people, you end up being like nothing to everyone, right? You're being invisible. And so for me, you know, I still consult in all these areas. I have expertise in these areas, but... I start from the point of sales. So for me, I'm a sales consultant, first and foremost. And what I tell people is I help create really good problems that come from getting revenue. Once we have that revenue, we have these good problems, we can have conversations about pretty much anything. And so, you know, when that happens, you know, initially I resisted uh, the, I resisted that switch. I resisted the switch to focus, focus on sales because I just didn't want to be that guy. I didn't want to be the sales trainer or this because I felt like I was, it was underselling what I could do. But the little tweak to, to change my focus has done some amazing things for my business. And I've got a little list here of things that I, I listed. What has this done? When I, when I made this switch to say, this is what I do, first thing is now people know what I do right away. They go, ah, oh, that makes a ton of sense. Okay, It's more clear to everyone that I meet if and how they would work with me. They start to go, oh, you know what? I'd love to talk to you about this, right? Because they see right away what, how that impacts them. It opens up some really interesting conversations as well because they want to pick my brain on my expertise, right? It creates really strong referrals as well because now they say, hey, you have to meet Joe. He's the sales guy. He's the sales expert, man. He's, he can help you with this, this, and this. And that's so much easier for me when people just say, hey, go talk to him, right? Isn't that much nicer as a business than trying to convince everybody what it is you do? Um, it's given me focus as well for my content uh, on my blog, my podcast, my business, my emails, my templates that I send out, and pretty much everything that I do, I now have a really tight sort of focus. And that's what I'm looking at is all my content. What's the stuff that doesn't represent this really specific brand? Um, I can now dig much deeper into my own personal development, the stuff that I read about, the clear, I need a clear strategy for the things I'm doing. I get to actually really have more meaningful um, projects that I take on because I can, I can dig much deeper, right? And I don't feel like I have this split personality anymore where I'm trying to talk to people about my business and I can kind of do everything and feeling like a little bit overwhelmed that I'm not doing it. And the more that I've specialized in this, it's also uh, opened up all these opportunities for me to, for people to bring me in as a guest speaker, a keynote. So it's, it's completely transformed how many new opportunities come because they say, ah, oh, we're going to bring that guy in for this thing. And so the only, the only test is that you have to know what you're doing. Right. Uh, and the number one thing I think that this has done for me is to build my confidence around the specific thing I do. Right. Um, and I wrote about that uh, a couple weeks back about overcoming procrastination with that imposter syndrome. And I used to tell people, you know, like I consulted in marketing which I know a, a, a bit about, right? I, I do this all the time, but I felt like an imposter, 
right? It's not my special skill. Marketing is not my special skill, but I was trying to let everyone know I could do everything because I, I feared being left out of the conversation. So whatever they said, can you do this? I said, yeah, but I ended up taking on projects that weren't my thing. And so today, what I know, and I'll give you a big piece of advice. If you talk to a consultant that says they consult in everything, run, get out of there. Because if they if they consulted everything, they're probably still not sure what it is they actually do. Okay, And so in my business, in, in my business I, I call Change, Grow, Achieve, um, I've been bringing on high-level consultants in, in other areas that are highly specialized so that that fills the gaps that I have. I have an education consultant that's come on, account managers, and all these people that have amazing skills and now I don't have to try and do all of this stuff. It's way more fun to have a team of just awesome people, rock stars, right? And so my, my question to you is, in your business, are you focused enough on that one unique skill, that one thing that you can do, or are you being a bit too broad, okay? So now, now the next part here is now that you know what that skill is, take some time and really say, what is the thing that I do the best, right? Now you know it. Now you have to say, okay, how do I expand on that? How do I take that thing and now expand its capabilities? Not to go into other areas, but expand the capabilities of that skill. And so the first thing you would say is that ultimately you should be in business to serve your customer. And that's why it's so important to be specialized and specific. Um, but now let's, let's step out and say, okay, what else can we do? How else do we serve that customer? So I'll give you my background. You know, for me, I spent 14 years in education and, and, and it was in the private post-secondary world. So I did sales, uh, we, you know, getting students into school. We did sales management, you know, corporate training. I was on an executive team and we did all these kinds of things. So when I first started to want to build my business, I just imagined that I would end up having to focus on education because that's what I did, right? But what I realized is that the same challenges, the same sales challenges that I was faced with and my teams were faced with and the leadership and the management, all these things that we had in this complex world, they were quite common in all these other verticals, all these other markets. And over the last decade and more, I've also been studying obsessively about sales and business and basically everything I could get my hands on. And so what it became about is that, you know, now I possessed this unique experience, education and personal development that could actually benefit others. The goal then was to say, how does this impact others? So as I begin to work with more clients, I saw the systems that they worked with, the struggles that needed help on, and the ways that I could serve them better. So now I got to see, ah, okay, I see what's going on. That's very similar to this other thing that I experienced and this thing that I read, let's try this out. So for me, now I get to look at all these cool sales processes and people and businesses that I would have never thought of before. So you see, like as long as you can actually serve your customer with your unique superpower, it's totally okay to be learning things, um, learning other things at the same time. And so for me, I get, I, I almost, uh, I'm a big nerdy about this is I listen to sales calls all the time. Sometimes when I'm driving, uh, clients will send me sales calls and I'll just listen to them. And it's one of my like secret obsessions. So just so you know, <laughs> but I get to hear these kind of sales calls from every industry. And sometimes it takes me time to figure out, you know, what the heck they're talking about. But after some time, I get the opportunity to learn about their business and I get to connect the dots. And I found that most businesses struggle with the same things and I have a unique skill that helps them. And so when I listen to sales calls, I don't listen to, you know, how well did you say the thing about your product, but I listen to the subtle nuances and the relationship, the dynamic between the buyer and the seller. And that's my skill set. 
I know when you said that thing and the customer said it this way, you missed something. When you asked them that question and they answered that, that with what they said, you missed a route, you missed room to open up and qualify. When you gave them the price, maybe that was too early because now you undercut. And so now we start to look at this in an, in a really easy way. And it doesn't matter that I don't know how, you know, the XYZ is connected to the, the one, two, three. That's, that doesn't matter to me. What it matters is this interplay between buyer and seller. So that's, that's what I do, right? And it's the same principle of you think about if you're going to go and apply for a job that you're unfamiliar with in a business that you're unfamiliar with, they're going to hire you in a position that's similar to what your position was before. And they typically hire you for who you are and the skills you have rather than your specific experience in their business doing that specific job, right? And it's actually better for them because they don't have, you don't come with it, uh, you don't come to that job with a bunch of preconceived ideas or bad habits that they have to untrain. So it's even better that you don't know enough about their stuff, but you know how to actually pull these levers and you bring more value to the table. And so the rule I always, I always talk about, and especially um, when we're talking about like delegating and things like that too, is as long as you can already do. of what the project requires, then figure out the last 20%, right? And like I said, from a delegating standpoint, if you're growing teams and you're building those teams, don't expect people can do what you can do up to 100% right? That never happens. Trust that they have the skills to solve the problem and give them the room to grow and develop, okay? So for me, I used to be um, really nervous about selling my services to industries or business sizes that I didn't have experience in. But what I realized is it wasn't helping me or the customers. See, for me, like I was saying, I have a unique skill set that really makes an impact. And all I have to do is just figure out how to leverage that, right? And the fact that I'm looking at different systems actually enhances my ability to find those hidden opportunities, to see around the corners for my clients and help them avoid potential landmines. If I just only knew, based on my limited frame of reference, one industry in one way, I don't bring as much value, right? So that's what you're doing is by doing all, that's what you think about all this stuff that we're doing is to, sh- to demonstrate value. And if you don't bring value, they're not going to give you money. And that's where the value comes in is your ability to, to hone in on this stuff. And so I'll give you an example. Um, this past month, uh, I did a, a, a sales key account workshop for a really large client, um, a wonderful company. And they provide remote power. Uh, around the world. And so we, we did a, a two day workshop and some of the projects and terms that we were discussing were just completely over my head. You know, they, they were just throwing around all these acronyms and I just kind of caught myself smiling and nodding most of the time when they were talking about the specifics. And then we had to bring it back to the, like what the workshop was about, but I wasn't there to learn about their product. My job was to help them get more customers for that product and help them see what they couldn't see already. That's what I get paid to do, right? And at the same time, I got to learn all this cool stuff. I learned about all these neat things about their business and where they're going with and like that's exciting. But now I know that when a company is is like that size and they're doing these things and highly technical, I know how to transfer that conversation to another client. And so those clients that fit in that specific segment, I know how to transfer that. And so, you know, the other, the other key point here is that you don't need to fake that you know everything. That's, that's the kiss of death. So b- be honest 
with what you actually can do and work with your customers. Show them how you can help and also be aware of when you can't help them. Tell them when you can't help them or you don't understand something. When when you fake it, when you lie about it, that's what kills you. So just be like super honest with all this stuff. And if what you're looking at is too far out of your current abilities, too far of an expansion and you just go, you know what, I don't think I could do that. That's exactly why you should be building a network. You should be building a network of channel partners, referral sources, you know, strategic alliances, so that you can bring them on, uh, bring them on um, to fill your own skills gap, right? To bring them on to work on more complex projects, and that's how you can even better serve your customer. So. Let me explain to you. Let's just close off with this. I'm going to give you sort of um, a few steps here on how you can actually do this for yourself, right? So like I said, for me, over the years, I've learned about all these really cool products. I've learned about all these processes that allow me to see all these neat little sort of nuances for businesses. And because I can see how these things intersect and how how these complex ideas are similar, um, you know, I'm even more equipped to solve more complex problems and customers and serve them, right? So for you, I want you to ask yourself, what is it, what is the impact that you really make, right? What's that, that one skill that you just, you know, you kick ass on, right? And how do you actually help your customers solve problems and pull levers? And when they talk about your services and what you do, what do they say, right? And if you don't know, go ask them, okay? When you only stick to what you know, you essentially end up commoditizing yourself. You end up being more of an employee, to your customers. And if that's the case, then you're kind of just uh, a problem solver. You're more of a tactician. You're more of somebody that, you know, we need you to come and help us do X, Y, Z. When you start to see how this stuff is all interconnected and you bring that to the table, still leveraging your unique skill set, that's how you demonstrate more value. And so you, you want to be known as someone who can see many things that you can see around corners and that ideas and insights that they may not have thought of before. That's how you make sure that you're worth more money, right? Otherwise, just get a job. So the big idea is that you should be seeing these things they they don't see and, and know something that they don't know. And the more complex the challenge is, the more value you can bring to the table, right? So spend some time for yourself mapping these things out, these complexities, and thinking about how you can make the lives easier for your customer and and you build a plan. So here's, I'm going to give you uh, seven steps here and a bonus eighth step, um, how you can make sure that you do this correctly. So grab your pen, whatever you got to do, or memorize it if you're super smart. Number one, identify the problems of your customers. Look at your existing customers and the people that you're going to serve, and what are the questions they ask, right? What are the things that they tell you are wrong? Number two, look at the hidden problems that they may not see. Based on your experience, right, what are the implications of those problems? If, if this is happening, what else is happening? Who else is affected by this? And start mapping out a bit of a network diagram of the, the connected problems that, that are going on. Then you gotta, you got to think like cause and effect, okay? So number three, uh, brainstorm ideas that will help them, right? Now you got to sit down and say, what do you know about this problem? What major one idea that you can share with them that makes them go, hmm, that's interesting. And when you bring those insights to the conversation, you're going to open up the door to more conversations. Make sense? Number four, now you want to seek out customers that are in different markets that have similar 
business models. So think about, you know, the segment your customers in and how are they same as others and go see, you know, what is that group? If it's, you know, large multinational companies that you work with, what are the other similar companies that look like that doing? If it's a small coaching business that you typically consult marketing services to, what else is similar to a coaching business? Think about that, right? Number five, now you create an offer and a process, not just the offer, but the process as well. So now you know who they are, decide on the service that you want to provide them, decide, you know, what support you're going to give them. What are you going to need to say? What emails or templates are going to support you in this and build these things ahead of time. So you're ready to sell, build the systems before you go and go after the customer. And I know that sometimes feels like a little counterintuitive because you want to just go out and get the customer and then figure it out as you go. But the more systemized you are going into this, the easier it's going to be for you to test. Okay. Number six, make a list, right? Go find 10 to 30 potential businesses that would fit this offer and make a list. Write them down. Piece of paper on back of your hand. Doesn't matter. Sticky notes. Don't care. Number seven, now the big one. Go take action and test this stuff out, right? Set your mindset first before you do it that you don't need the business, right? This is all about testing, right? Sometimes we get, we get too worked up about, oh, what if it doesn't work? Who cares, right? Make the calls, be okay if they say no and have zero attachment to the results. Um, the goal here is you just call everyone on that list, make an offer to share the big idea for the next step um, for a 30 minute conversation and see how many people move to that stage. From there, you're going to see how many people actually like that offer and eventually how many of them will accept the proposal and buy from you. Remember we talked about in that last, um, in our last post. Uh, and if no one does, who cares? Go back to the drawing board and see where you may have missed something, right? It just doesn't mean, it's just like we always say, if, if you offered them a piece of gum and they said no, that's fine. Maybe you have a better offer, right? So by following this process, you, know, you create this mental model that you can repeat over and over. And by focusing on your activities instead of the results, you get to actually work on the stuff you can control. And so you're going to learn what works, what doesn't. And when they say yes to their offer, hey, bonus, now you need to deliver on that promise and still keep testing those feedback loops. And the bonus step here, step number eight once you've done this a few times and you actually have customers go through this offer, turn the results of those, those customers into new testimonials and bring that back to the front, repeat the offer with a stronger proven process. And now you've done it, leverage it and go after your clients with more confidence. So that's, that's the big step is now you actually have a thing. So now you get a thing, go sell it, right? So go do it, right? Go find some customers you've not thought of before and see what happens, right? So I know for me, like in my business, that's been a huge thing that skyrocketed my success and started to open up really, really fun new doors that I never thought of, right? And, uh, you know, expanding your capabilities like this will just do wonders for you. And so, um, you know, lastly, if you want to build this strategy and learn how to sell more effectively, we, we have launched now the Sales Hero Academy. Uh, so you go to salesheroacademy.com and you can join us there. And I'm also doing a thing called Whiskey Fridays on Blab. And in the, the blog post here, you can see the link. And it's fun. We just have every Friday, about one o'clock Pacific, we have a conversation about business, about this kind of stuff. Uh, and I have a glass of whiskey and it's just super casual. So lots of fun. So I hope this helped you uh, look at your business a little bit differently go out and get those customers go have some fun doing this and i'd love for you to make any comments post this stuff share this stuff and let me know um, how you've expanded your capabilities and if there's anything i can do to help you out so um, that's it for today i look forward to seeing you in all these different places we're hanging out uh, and we'll talk to you next time 
Thanks for checking out today's podcast. You know, whether you're just starting out or you have decades of experience, it's conversations exactly like these that can help you get an edge today and in the long term. You can also find me on my blog at joegerard.ca and saleshero.academy.com. Make sure you share this with your friends and colleagues as well. You know, selling is heroic because nothing happens in a business unless people buy from you. This is why I want to help you just simplify, have fun, and grow. Let's not only talk about these ideas, but take action and do our best work together. When you invest in yourself and just continuously learn how to sell the right way, you are a hero for your customers and for yourself. So join me next time for another episode of the Sales Hero Podcast.